Hi, I'm Elle Crawford Marsden. This is Heart to Heart, a podcast about life, love, loss and everything in between. It's a mix of storytelling and conversations with some kick-ass human beings, all with the hope that you may pick up a life gem or two to help you navigate this earth life. So join me to be entertained, enlightened and authentically guided to a more resilient life. Hi there and welcome to another episode of Heart to Heart. Now this one is a little bit different, I have to admit, up front, like you know that I do, because I actually do a Q&A on a Sunday morning live on Instagram and Facebook. I've just started it and on Sunday what I talked about I think is really sort of relevant to everyone. And I thought, well, the content is really good. I was really pleased with it. So I made the decision to take the audio off the video and have it as my podcast episode for this week. So welcome to that. It's about comparisonitis, showing up and quietening your monkey mind. So it's in question format because that's what Q&A Sundays are. And you will hear at the end of the recording me saying, have a happy Sunday um, because it was done on a Sunday. So it is also open to you guys as um, podcast listeners. If you would like to put a question in for my Q&A Sundays, I'd absolutely love that. I'll pop some details at the end of the episode and you can do that. Okay, so enjoy this episode. It's a quick one, covers those three areas, and I'll catch you on the other side. So welcome, welcome, welcome. So I wanted to talk a bit about, um, there's, I've got three or four questions, and the first one that I wanted to talk about was comparisonitis. So how, would, how do I work through comparisonitis? Because I'm a victim of it, just like anyone else. So there is a good short circuit. It really depends where your self-awareness is, to be completely honest with you, because if you have, if your self-esteem, self-image, self-acceptance, self-love is a bit low, then um, working through comparisonitis makes that even harder. So you've got a bit of a long journey in front of you, but that's why all the coaches are here to help you with that. But comparisonitis is a really good shortcut is just to bring it back to you. Okay. So if you take a nice deep breath in somewhere quiet, like even if you are in the middle of a shopping center and it's all like blah, 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 blah. What I'd like you to do is try and go somewhere quiet and you're feeling anxious because you're comparing yourself to someone else, you're comparing yourself to anything outside of you. That's when the anxiety and the stress comes up. And we don't want stressful feelings in our bodies because that then causes dis-ease and we don't want that, do we? So we want to try and keep as stress-free within our body and minds, heart, spirit, souls that we can. So if you're in the situation where you're being plagued by comparisonitis, try and find somewhere nice and quiet where you can retreat, okay? And I think that's my new word, retreat. <laughs> I think that we don't give ourselves permission to be on our own and just be in our own thoughts. So it's something that's very important as human beings that we do get some alone time so that we can process our feelings and process our thoughts. So when you're in that state of comparisonitis, try and find somewhere nice and quiet and take some nice deep breaths and just let your eyes fall closed or soften, however it feels good for you. Hand on the heart's always good, or on your gut, wherever you feel, feel your center is. So do that and just bring in the breath. Okay. So that's what I want to do is bring it in the breath. And then instead of having that comparison projected outwards, let's turn it in. 
okay and let's think back so this happened to me yesterday actually and I'll and I'll tell you a bit about that in a minute but what I want you to do is try and think back to where you were maybe 12 months ago or a year ago or two years ago or 10 years ago and look at where you've come from then okay so look at the progress and the growth that you have had since that point in time and now and let's do a little check there because we don't give ourselves enough credit for where we have come in our lives so for our journey in our as a human we don't we don't really pat ourselves on the back for saying, God, I've learned so much about myself and the world and how I interact and how I work in it. I've learned so much of that in the last 12 months, but we don't give ourselves credit because we're taught to sort of not blow our own trumpet. That's a bit of an old fashioned term. But, um, yeah, so we're taught not to sort of, you know, really be boastful about things. But, you know, having gifts and skills and awareness and learning, that's all part of being a human being. And so I think that it's really important just to reflect and give ourselves some time and space to go, okay, well, compared to where I was 12 months ago, two years ago, five years ago, and where I am today, I'm actually really pleased with my progress and my growth. And what anyone else is doing out there is really none of my business. It's what I'm doing in here, and that's my business. So that's a really good way to try and combat that comparisonitis is to bring it into what's your business don't worry about what anyone else's business is. What's your business in here? And if you are interested in learning more about that, then I would really suggest that you have a look at Byron Katie's book, Loving What Is. She brings it all back in and it's all about taking responsibility for your own thoughts, feelings and actions, but really even more mind-blowing than I've ever studied before. It really just does bring it in. Nothing else that happens outside of you is any of your business. It all is what happens in here. So I'll tell you a little bit of story that I said that I would do before. Uh, in my camera memories, it came up with uh, me doing a video 12 months ago. This is when I was just a bit of a baby at doing sort of videos and lives. And um, my friend and I, Claudia, had decided to start a community and we were it was our launch night. And so yesterday this video came up of me talking and then it showed the pictures of the launch and it was a great night. It was a really good night. We had a great, if, if the whole community went the way the launch went, it would have been spectacular, I tell you what. But then life got in the way. So Claudia and I had put together this whole program for a whole year of personal development and nutrition education as well. So we were combining the two. We were having, because Claudia's scope of brilliance, absolute brilliance is nutrition, uh, and she loves personal development and mine is personal development. So we decided to put this program together. So we had all these beautiful local ladies over on our launch night. We had a great, great night. It was excellent. And, you know, three or four of them um, decided to join straight away and we scheduled our first one our first, we called the meets, our first one in the following month in August. So come August, it was actually my turn to be leading lady. And I told a bit about my life story. And then, and then we packed it all up. And the next day, my husband and I went away on a holiday. The reason I'm telling you this is because what can happen in a 12 month period in a person's life is just can be absolutely <laughs> diabolical. So we, we did the launch, which is 12 months ago, a month later, we did our first uh, event and then the following morning my husband and I jumped on a plane and went on our overseas trip and um, we were 10 days away and five days into it I stepped off a boat in the tropics in Maldives and broke my ankle and that completely changed the trajectory of my whole heart-driven career like it forced me to employ so much resilience you can imagine I fractured it in three places very painful so 
rehabbing from that in the last 12 months and then changing my whole direction from where I was going to becoming a coach. And so, so much can happen in a 12 month period. So comparing yourself with someone right now is really futile because it's really you that you is your business. And let's just concentrate on staying in our own lane and let's just look at the growth and progress that we make. And so from 12 months ago to now, uh, I'm walking again, didn't think I'd be walking again, walking again and now have a fantastic community where um, I'm talking to you guys and just absolutely love it. So, so much can happen in 12 months. So that's my, that was the first question that I thought might help people is how to work through comparisonitis. Now, of course, there's a really bit of a deeper issue there. I mentioned it before about self-acceptance and self-love. So that's something that you can work on because that all sort of feeds in to, or the comparisonitis is a symptom of that. So be really mindful that self-acceptance and self-love. And just when I'm talking about those two, practicing self-love 24-7 is a really difficult and probably more experienced thing to do. Like we are so hard on ourselves, much harder on ourselves than we are anyone else. So I think if we can get self-acceptance down pat and go, okay, I just accept me for who I am, all my bumps and flaws and, you know, anything that I that I would wish different in my body or in my, in my heart or in my mind, I'm just going to accept for now because there's nothing I can do about it right in the now. I'm just going to practice self-acceptance and because sometimes the self-love sort of comes in and out. So if we've got a good foundation on the self-acceptance, I think you'll do really well. So comparisonitis is a symptom of self-love and self-acceptance, self-image, all of those things. So let's just concentrate on our own business and working on those. And that way you can work through your comparisonitis even a bit better. So that was the first question that I thought that might be helpful. The second question that um, I've got is, how do I have the courage to show up? Okay, so it really is, that really does follow on from the first question, if you have that self-acceptance and self-love. But it does take time to build up your uh, confidence and which, you know, is really important when you're trying to accept yourself and love yourself and then show up to your community or show up to your friends and family or show up at your workplace, whatever it is that where or wherever it is you need to show up. So there's a few things that I want to just say, and I'm going to read my notes because I it was I really wrote them down with such deliberation so that I could share them with you, is to be kind and go gentle with yourself, you know, so you don't have to go from zero to 100 in like one day, just go gently. If you want to start showing up to someone, to some person, to a place, to a community online, wherever it is, just go really gently, you know, just start with one thing, one simple thing, just, and then if you need some help with that, just ask someone else to give you some support because I don't, I don't think we ask enough to be helped and to be supported. So that's one thing. So go gently and be kind to yourself and look for support, whether that's a community, like some great communities online, there's some great local communities that are geographically based. So look for a community of people who are like-minded, like who you can resonate with, who you could have a conversation with, who you could have a coffee with. Let's you know try and get into a group like that who could really help you in that way. So get some support. Um, except that it's it's really bloody hard to show up all the time. And sometimes you just don't feel like it. And it's about stepping through that and doing it anyway. That's so good for your self-awareness and, and so good for your own self-image. It's just by doing it. And you know what? Like Erica, Queen of Confidence says, you know, hashtag FWOT, which means fuck what others think. Okay, so 
really it's your business what you think about you and that is that anything outside of you none of your business if you want to show up just practice being kind and gentle and just doing one small thing at a time another thing that is really helpful that i've that i've come across many times in my personal development learning journey is mirror talk or mirror work now it can be a bit overwhelming and confronting when you when you are talking to yourself in the mirror and we're not very good at giving ourselves eye contact in the mirror so that takes a real practice to really deliberately stand in front of a mirror and talk to yourself and really look into your own eyes and talk to the inner person the inner soul right in here it is really confronting and it's uncomfortable but it gets easier now my friend Janie was saying that she found it really uncomfortable just to stand there and talk to herself in the mirror so she changed the practice a bit and made herself a cup of tea, pulled up a chair and just sat there and in front of the mirror with a cup of tea and, and on sitting on her chair and just had a conversation with herself. And that, that took a bit of the pressure away and it took a bit of the sort of confrontation of being face to face. So that's also a really good tip. The other thing is that if you have something that you want your life to mean or you want you want to leave a legacy or you've got a vision about where your life want to be, where you want your life to be, sorry, then it's really important that whatever that is for you, whatever that is, is bigger than the discomfort because that will then encourage you to show up because like for me, it's taken me a good 12 months to be really comfortable in front of the camera. Okay, I didn't think that people would want to hear what I had to say. I didn't think I had had value to add to the conversation. But once my vision became really clear about what I want to do and who I want to help, then all of that just dissolved because you guys and the vision became so much bigger than the discomfort. So that's something to really work on, work on what you really want. And then that comes back to that first question where you bring yourself into you and just let your heart speak. What is it that you really want? And let that vision then then propel you on to show up. So that's a really good. So really find your reason. What's your reason for showing up? Find that and then really work on that. Make that a nice big reason. So I'll share with you what my what gives me courage to show up. And that is the promise that I made to my daughter, Chloe. So um, if you followed me, you know that my daughter, Chloe, passed away at 12 years, nine months from and she'd been battling cancer most of her life since she was 17 months. And she had, you know, the hardest life I saw at the time. And she was so courageous. She was she was full of courage and full of determination to live until she wasn't. And I made a promise to her that I would live my life to the fullest, to leave a legacy that would help others in honour of her because she could not live her life. So I believe that her life was only going to be 12 years, nine months. That, that was her full life. That's what she lived. So the reality is that was her life. It sucks and I miss her, all of that. But what I did do was promise to myself and to her that I would live my life to the absolute fullest in honour of her in honour of her. So that's something. So if you've got a reason that's really big, then that also compels you to show up. So there we are. So that's just a bit about showing up. The last question that I thought, or the next question I thought that might be really helpful was how to quieten your monkey mind. You know, that chatter in your head that just goes blah, 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 blah. 
In the last few weeks, I've been working a lot more on my intuition and saying yes to it. Often we can get confused about what is monkey chatter and what is our intuition. And so it's about really just quietening your mind and listening in. And what is it that it is saying to you? What is your, what is your heart and your soul saying to you? That's different than blah, 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 in your head. Okay, so it's about trying to distinguish the difference. Now, the things in your head will be uh, worry thoughts and judgment thoughts. Now, your soul won't have those sort of thoughts. So if if what's going on for you is is judgment, self-judgment or judgment on the outside or worry, you know, the what if thoughts, they're all head thoughts. They're not heart thoughts. So it's it's learning which which is which and then following the ones that serve you, which will be your heart thoughts and your intuition so to quieten that monkey mind there's a few different things you can do meditation is great but it can be a bit of a battle with the monkey mind but just persist and it's practice and they say some of the most experienced meditators you know they might meditate for an hour and five minutes of that is real strong you know clear meditation and the rest of it is them trying to quieten so let those thoughts you know float through like clouds and then they back into it so so don't give yourself a hard time if meditation is difficult it's difficult for everyone and it just takes practice just like anything else mindful breathing is a really good thing so just really taking centering yourself and just listening to your breath and all you're doing is focusing on your breath you can do alternating nostril breathing if that helps but i just like to take nice deep breaths all the way down to my diaphragm through my nose and out through my mouth and really listen and and be absolutely in that breath i think that that is one of the best ways to quieten that chatter it still comes in but it's easier to tell it to piss off you know you don't want that you want everything that's coming from here and affirmations are really good so if you've got a set of affirmations that you like um, that help you with your whatever it is could be anything you know i'm full of love for myself whatever it is if you have a a few affirmations and you've got them written down and you're feeling getting a bit anxious and stressed then pull them out and just read them quietly to yourself read them out loud whatever it is that starts to quieten this and waken this that's what we're looking for so yes yeah, so, so affirmations um conscious thinking so instead of letting your mind just take over bring it all back and really think about what you're saying and keep a, a, keep monitoring what monitor monitoring that's not easy to say monitoring what you're saying so that what it is serves you and that it quietens that and it, you are conscious and every thought is a conscious thought so you are you are the boss of your thoughts so that's a really good one as well journaling i've just i'm new to journaling uh i've well i've done it on and off all my life but now i've made a real commitment that i'm going to be journaling all the time i've got my journals so i've got no excuse and i'm absolutely loving it because it's a great way to it was a great way to record your growth and and your life so it's really good to be able to flick back and go oh yeah i was feeling and thinking that back then but look where i am now so that's a really good one also to combat the comparisonitis when you're um, comparing yourself to others instead of yourself but also it's just great to get those emotions and those feelings out on paper. So because once they're out, they're not going to be sitting in here. And same with the thoughts. And sometimes it's a really good idea if you just sit somewhere quietly and just put your pen to paper and just let it go. Don't even worry about what you're writing. Just let just let it write. Like write it all down. You don't even have to read it if you don't want. It's just the process of getting it out, getting it out onto paper, which really helps you process that and quieten your mind. 
envisioning like this is my new favorite word envisioning so to envision something is means to look forward and to work out what you want in the future it's your vision in action so you know have your vision written down what you see yourself and write it in the present tense so don't not i want this i am this okay so really you can write that down keep that as a uh, as a go-to when you're feeling anxious or when the monkey mind won't shut up and it's telling you the shit that you don't want to hear get back to your vision and read it and read it with real purpose and consciousness like really read it so that's a good thing again mirror talk can be really helping helpful for the monkey mind you can talk to it in the mirror and you can tell it to piss off and you can just reaffirm yourself with other more positive better serving um, thoughts and then things like exercise you know running or any exercise that you like that you can yoga anything that you can do that you can be fully engrossed so an activity that can fully engross you now that might mean a jigsaw or knitting or something that's you know that really keeps your mind at peace you want a peaceful mind so that monkey chatter doesn't get in and uh, cause you any stress um, and then finally, I did do a little bit of a story yesterday on Instagram about why I wear purple. Now, I have to tell you that I'm a reformed red girl. I was red all, all the way. I loved red. It was my colour. And um, I'm an Aries. And I'm also, if you're into Chinese, into the Chinese astrology, I'm a, uh, oh my goodness me, I'm a horse. So I was born in the year of the horse, but I'm a, uh, I want to say... Mm, it's gone it's like strong like metal or iron iron horse I'm an iron horse which means that um, I'm very strong strong personality and so red always always suited me and I always had red um, my my former business the boxing room was red black and white so I had lots of red around but Chloe's favorite color was purple and she wasn't a pink girl she liked purple and so everything had to be purple for her so when she passed away the first thing that she did was send me a message was to was to send me a purple ribbon when I really needed it and from then on purple just seemed to rock up in my life and so I fell in love with purple I know it's a color of heart it's also your top chakra so for intuition and connection to the to the higher power is purple and so it really sort of sat with me that it was a beautiful color and and it comes in so many different shades and you know you sometimes you converge on a little bit of pink and it's pretty and it's feminine and and I started to fall in love with it and now it's just become part of my wardrobe and part of my ethos really you know I look for purple so that's the reason that I wear a lot of purple it's it's my it's my daughter's favorite color so it's become my favorite color so it's Chloe's color in honor of Chloe so that's why I wear purple so just on a personal note what I covered today was a bit about comparisonitis about having the courage to show up and also how to quieten your monkey mind and then just a personal question about purple for me so i hope that you got something out of today and until next sunday nine o'clock central standard time so adelaide time i'll be back again please get your questions in see it's not that hard it's not that scary i will answer anything that you want to send in about life love loss divorce grief back pain anything I'm, I've got a broad expertise in a few things. <laughs> That's an oxymoron, isn't it? I've got lots of things that I know about and I would love to share with you. So um, I would love to hear your messages next week. That would be great. So in the meantime, have an amazing Sunday and I will catch you soon. Lots of love. See ya. 
Well, I hope that resonated with you guys. I think that everyone has one or two of all of those issues. I know that I've experienced them all. So back the Q&A Sundays, I'd really like to encourage you to pop a question in. And as you heard in the recording, it can be about anything. I feel like I've had a huge life experience, lots of study and learning and I'd love to share that and pay it forward and help anyone I can. So if you have a question, please email it to l at lcrawfordmarsden.com. You can also private message me on Instagram or Facebook, just lcrawfordmarsden. So if you would like to, please feel free. Um, it's completely anonymous if that's what you would prefer. And I will just answer the question on Sundays. And oh, most importantly, the time is 9am Australian Central Standard Time. That's Adelaide time, which makes it 9.30 in the Eastern States. Um, and a bit before that in Western Australia. Sorry, don't know the exact time. Anyway, guys, have a great week and I look forward to coming to your airwaves next week. See ya. Bye.